handsome, I don't know. It takes a little more than what you show, and that's yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Recording from Cub Content Studio, welcome to Bobby Finn Knows Everyone, a Pull Tab Sports production. I am Bobby Finn, born and bred on St. Paul's East Side, where it was all about looking out for each other, blue-collared hard work, and telling it like it is. There's no BS. And that's what you can expect on this podcast, East Side Straight Talk in a world that's gone a little sideways. With me, again, Tommy Lord. How are you, Tommy? Hey, what's happening? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing good, buddy. Doing good. good. Hey, also producing our show is Chris Salazar. Hey, Chris, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Well, today, as you know, I know everyone, Tom, so I know our guest, Brad Frost. How are you, Brad? Yeah, doing great, Bobby. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll Who's Brad? How do you know Brad, Bobby? How do you well, know everybody? I met Brad through when our sons played hockey together back uh, in Mites and Squirts, and then kind of just uh, got my daughter into uh, doing some of the camps with him and kind of just kept, uh, kept our friendship up, and I'm glad he could make the pod today. So welcome to the pod, Brad. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so so Brad is the uh, Golden Gopher, Skyuma. Skyuma. I'm uh, Skyumar, uh, <laughs> women's head coach. Yep, for a long time now. That's pretty awesome. How many seasons, Brad? Uh, this is year 17 as the head coach and year 24 with the program, so wow, a long, long, long time. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, from, you know, Coming from where you are, I guess let's start out. You're where you're from, Burlington, Ontario, correct? Yep, yep. Just outside of Toronto, about a half hour. And I usually tell people I'm from Toronto because they kind of know where that is, <laughs> versus uh, Burlington. But uh, yeah, grew up, uh, grew up in Burlington. Uh, my dad actually is Canadian. My mom grew up in Wyzetta. Uh, my dad went to Bethel College way back in the day. Met my mom. They got married and moved back to Canada. So that's where myself. Wow, I never knew that. That's awesome. My three brothers all grew up and, uh, and then I ended up uh, going to Bethel college in 1992 and have stayed ever since. Didn't get kicked out of the country because of my parents uh, <laughs> getting us dual citizenship and getting that uh, American citizenship when we were young. So uh, now that I'm actually uh, have been coaching for a long, long time, I realize you know, Canadians and Europeans, they, they send them back home after you graduate unless you get married. So <laughs> Give me the boot? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You didn't much. get the boot, huh? Did not get the boot. That's good. No. And you didn't get the boot? Yeah, when you boot. said boot, it was actually, was that, it was kind of like, well, you know, the Canadian close? accent, or at least Ontario accent, is pretty close to Minnesota. Oh, so yeah. you get a little bit, you hear, uh, you know, Wally Shaver saying again all the time, <laughs> yeah. and they score again, you know. Yes. Uh, there's again and a few others that... Uh, yeah. They kind of roll out every once in a while, pasta instead of pasta, and of course the the A every once in a while too. Uh, so yeah, yeah but it's a lot yeah. like Minnesota. Gotta love the A. Yep. But Burlington, what are Burlingtonians? That's what they call them. Honestly, I have no idea. I, I was trying yeah. to look some stuff up. <laughs> that up. Burlingtonians. That's, that's what they're calling them. Burlington, Burlingtonians. Burlingtonians. Yeah. yeah. Never heard that. Yeah. Right. Still water here at the Cub Content Studio. Are we still water? Still waterians? Still waterans? <laughs> Let's go with it. Let's start it up, huh? I'm cool with that. Yeah, but 40, you're 40 minutes from the great one. That's where you grew yeah. up, huh? Yeah. So you, I mean, we're a similar age. You're a little bit younger than me. You're probably the same age as you, but um, I mean, is that who you looked up to back For in the sure. Day? Yeah, Wayne Gretzky was, was my hero. He's obviously a little older than us, but, uh, you know, when we were growing up, um, we were about a half hour from Brantford, Ontario, which is where 
which is where Wayne grew up. And there was a Wayne Gretzky um, complex. It had a couple rinks. It had big softball fields. They did their charity games out there all the time. And, man, the most exciting thing about going uh, to to play Brantford is you, you hoped Walter Gretzky would yeah. be there. And he was. Like, really? Yeah, at least 50% of the time that wow. we played there, he was there talking with the kids. Oh, and man. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Never really got to uh, to meet Wayne. I'm not sure he was ever there, but... Uh, um, we used to, as kids, we used to, uh, uh, forge people's autographs, you know, like learn their autographs yep. and forge them and pretend yep. that we had gotten signatures from <laughs> people. And yeah, I had a pretty good Wayne Gretzky, uh, autograph back in the day. Yeah. That's funny that you say that. Cause that's exactly what I did too. It was, uh, big W can you still yeah. do it? It's something like that, but it's it pretty was close. Yeah. Show the camera. Yeah. Show the camera. Yeah. Bobby. It was, uh, that's a scribble of it, but yeah. it was, uh, I used to, I mean, I haven't signed that in probably 35, 40 years, but you it, was how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. it was incredible. Right. But yeah. it, it, so it was, it's kind of funny because when Addie, my daughter played in a, uh, for a team and they went up to Toronto for a tournament, it was a pretty intense tournament, but you know, the hockey hall of fame is where everybody yeah. wants to go, but you know, I, somebody said, let's go to lunch at Gretzky's. And I was like, Gretzky's really? It was like Mecca. Oh, yeah. I honestly, I saw the doors to the place, and it's got the big 99 on the doors. And then you walk in, and every picture is like with Gordie Howe and Pavel. I mean, they're just, it's so incredible. And you see his stats. Yeah. When he was like a peewee and stuff, or, you know, he was playing, I think he was 10 years old, playing with 14 year olds, and just kind of kept going. And, you know, in Pee Wee's, he had 246 goals and, you know, this many assists. Unfortunately, I think Gretzky's is closed. It really? Yeah. So a buddy of mine, Jeff Moen, uh, old uh, gopher goalie, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was taking his son out to uh, out to Buffalo and, and then to uh, Toronto for a couple games, and he was asking what we should do. And I said, obviously, the Hockey Hall of Fame, you got to do that, and, and then go to Gretzky's. And he said, I can't find Gretzky's anywhere kind of on, oh, know, what a on the map. So I looked it up, and, yeah, I think uh, throughout COVID, they closed, uh, unfortunately. Bomber. But, but yeah, bad. that was another highlight. You always went uh, went to lunch or dinner there, you know, before Jays games or, or Leaf games. And, uh, and like you said, see all the pictures. And so it was a big bar restaurant and, with all yeah. of his memorabilia up hanging on the walls yeah. and whatnot. It's really cool. You get a burger and they like burn 99 into the top oh, of it. Oh, that's, that's pretty sweet. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I'm home. I, like this is the first time I've ever like walked in a place. I'm like, this is my dream come uh, yeah. true right here. Right? You realize just yeah. how important hockey is. Yeah, in, in absolutely. Toronto in particular when you see the hall of fame and, and of course restaurants like that. Right. So yeah, it's pretty neat. There was a thing that was in the Gretzky documentary that he said his dad never pushed him to go practice or, or made him go shoot pucks or he was just like, I, it was just a game. I yeah. just wanted to go. I had so much fun doing it. Do you find that with kids these days? Cause man, I'm telling my kid, get out and shoot yeah. pucks. <laughs> Come on, you gotta work. Yeah. Maybe it was a little different back then. Yeah. It, I mean, it all depends on just how serious you are with it. You know, Bobby knows my kids, but I had three boys, one of them, our oldest played, uh, through squirts and then didn't really want to play hockey anymore. And uh-huh. we had a discussion and he just said, dad, I, I don't want you to have to pay money for something. I'm not really having a whole lot of fun with And said, well then let's find something else. You right. Know? Middle boy played, uh, through squirts. He was a skater and then he turned to a goalie, you know, and, yep. and played and, and was fortunate to play on the park high team for, for a year or two. And then our youngest, uh, uh, again, started as a skater, turned to a goalie, and he's at New Life Academy in, in Woodbury. They don't have uh, hockey there, so 
he uh, he was done after bantams. But you know, my wife would always say, you know, can't you push them a little more? <laughs> and I just said, listen, if they want to do it, they'll do it. I've seen way too many crazy parents yeah. to be one of those, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, and so it just depends on on how bad a kid wants it, you know, and just how dedicated they are. And I think with I, I remember the stories of of Walter building the outdoor rink for uh, Wayne and their kids in the backyard and. And they were just out there all the time, you know, having fun. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what it's about. And yeah. obviously you get better through that. But it's really hard to push kids to to uh, to want it, yeah. like either want it or you don't. And that's one thing that I've realized throughout my many years of parenting and recruiting is you can't do it for kids. They either kind of have that in their personality or they don't. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, when we first moved to Stillwater, um, right behind our house at a lake, right? And it got super cold before it snowed. And that was just the greatest scene mm-hmm. because you just see 50 kids out there skating and just enjoying it, right? Yep. There's yep. no, you know, there's nobody, there's no parents bitching at them. There's no, you know, people telling them this is what you have to do, the breakouts and this. They're yeah, just playing, right? <laughs> right? They're just playing hockey yep. and just loving it. And you just, it's kind of funny because uh, you remember because your son was out there too. So, there was a couple boys in the neighborhood and then my daughter and, and they were out till like two in the morning skating. And my wife's like, are you going to let her stay out that late? I mean, are you kidding? I go there skating yeah. on the ice right now. I mean, it could be a lot worse. They could be doing a lot worse. You know, it could be, sure. you know, playing video games or being stupid or doing anything. Right. But mm-hmm. they're skating and enjoying it. And it was COVID going on. So yeah. like, let them just be kids for and, sure. And love it. Right. But no, it's, it, you're right. You have to love it to, you're, you're going to have to love it more than anybody or just, you know, a lot to, to be the best that you're ever going to be. Yeah. And even if you love it and you put all the work in, that doesn't guarantee anything, right? right? But you at least are, are enjoying what you're doing, which is... Your natural is ability will get caught at some point to other people that outwork you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a saying, and I can't even think of what it is, like you'd want somebody that with, that works hard rather than yeah, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you got talent and they work hard, that's the best combination. It's the I've best found. combination, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, but uh, no, so that's cool. So you played at Bethel. You know, it's another funny thing is the only team that sent me a our college that sent me a letter <laughs> is Bethel. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I, they want yeah. to pair you two up together. They wanted to pair us up. Yeah. yeah, that would have been ninety. I would have been there in ninety-one. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was 92 to 96. I never really got recruited to Bethel. I, I knew I wanted to play for a Christian school, uh, Christian college, and uh, my dad had gone to Bethel. We had family in, in the Twin Cities. My older brother was was there. I have two younger brothers as well that ended up going there too. But, I mean, we were pretty bad. Um, but, uh, Just think how bad you would have been if Bobby joined the team. <laughs> Ooh, we would have been tougher. I know that. <laughs> uh, would have had some guys going to the net like Bobby. But, um <laughs> Yeah, we, we were not very good, but, um, man, like my experience there was second to none. If I had the opportunity to go back, I would do it again. And that's why I tell our players all the time, like right now you're in the good old days. You know, I, I don't know if you guys watched The Office, but the last episode, you know, Michael Scott's talking about the good old days, yeah. right? And we get older like us now, and we're like, oh, man, remember college? Those were like the four best years of my life, right? Um, and, and But when you're in college, you're – Oftentimes, not thinking. Uh, yeah, you don't appreciate it all the time, right? right. So, um, yeah, we remind our players all the time. You're in, you're in the good old days, so enjoy it. 
Yeah, it goes quick. There's sure no doubt does. about that. Do you have a speaking of like when you what you tell your your players? Are you known for like a certain type of speech, or do they say, "Oh, here comes Coach Frost with the <laughs> good old days speech"? No, it's or the... more it's more just dad stuff, yeah. you know, dad yeah. jokes and and just uh, you know, I I I love our players. I, I tell them I'm going to love you unconditionally. There's nothing you're going to do that's going to make. Uh, to change that mm-hmm. but sometimes I'm going to give you a hug sometimes I'm going to give you a kick in the pants and mm-hmm. you know we just have high expectations for for what it means to be a gopher hockey player and and so um, you know accountability discipline those are two of the harder things I think to to instill uh, as parents as coaches as adults uh, you know because in the end if you're going to instill discipline or accountability you got to be walking the walk yourself right right you can't just be talking about it so i think you know i i look at myself and and our staff as relational coaches um i think the old school yelling and screaming and you know get on the line and all that type of stuff is is that that has come and gone mm-hmm. and uh and these athletes just don't respond to that as much mm-hmm. uh, especially female athletes in particular so they want to know that they're you know there's the old saying you know they don't care how much they you know until they know how much you care like if you care about them and it's authentic they're going to go through the wall for you um regardless of how much hockey you know or how much hockey you're teaching them that's yeah great. that's awesome yeah, that is great <clears throat> teaching versus yelling it's such a big thing, and they, big those kids respond. And, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, and you found success, right? You've been quite a successful coach here over the years, and I know you're a humble guy, but you've got a couple, uh, four national championships. Where's your rings? I, I thought you were going to bring yeah, your rings well, in for us. I didn't us. know I was supposed to. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> we just got our rings, actually, for our WCHA uh, tournament championship. They were just delivered last week, so uh, yeah. those are pretty uh, pretty sweet. But. What do you do with them all? I thought Bill Russell had a bunch. He has 11 <laughs> for 10 fingers. You must have 50 of them. There's Probably a, more than there's that. There's a lot. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, what do I do with them? I have them in a, in a big box uh, in my office, so when we bring recruits in, we just uh, there you go. show them the rings. Do you guys know Cal Dietz, our strength coach? He's uh, literally one of the familiar. best strength coaches in, in the world. He writes... He's one of those guys that is writing the books for other strength coaches to, to okay. read and then implement. And so he works with men's and women's hockey. So he's been at the U uh, as long as I have, about 23, 24 years. And so he gets rings as well from the men's team or the women's team whenever our uh, our teams have success. And uh, so I always try and show the recruits my ring box before we have them meet with Cal because oh, Cal right. is just like, he's got twice as many as I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the coach is as impressive as the strength coach. Not nearly as impressive. So his has lights and all this other stuff. But uh, but yeah, certainly a lot of success over the years. That's great. It's impressive for sure. So what's that? What was that first one like for you when you when you find when you won your first national championship? How how does that feel? Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I mean, I was so I started in in January of two thousand one as an assistant coach, and then in two thousand four. Uh, as an assistant, we won a national championship. Then we won in 2005. That one was actually out at UNH. Um, and so being a part of them was, was amazing. Then I took over in, in 07, 08. Um, and uh, we ended up winning our first one as a head coach here in, in 2012 up in Duluth, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was the uh, big year, right? 41 and 0? Uh, no, that was year? the following year, okay. yeah. So the first one was, to answer your question, was was pretty surreal. I mean, it was it was amazing. My, you know, kind of a little backstory, family story. My uh, Two weeks earlier, my dad, we were actually up there uh, at our uh, WCHA tournament championship game at, uh, at Amsoil. 
that's where the the WCHA tournament was. Um, about an hour before puck drop in the championship game against North Dakota, I got a call from my brother saying my dad was being rushed into uh, oh my emergency brain surgery. Um, had an aneurysm. You know, I was, and we were just, so we were just up in Duluth this past weekend. I was sitting in the same room where I got that call and I just said, man, there's a lot of memories up here, good and bad. Anyways, we had, my dad, of course, would never, he survived, um, you know, lost a lot of his, uh, his sight and and his speech and slowed down and things like that. But, uh, we ended up winning the, the championship. He would not have wanted me to come home at all. You know, that generation, you stay there, Yeah. you know, you do your thing. And then two weeks later we went up and, and ended up, uh, winning the national championship beating Wisconsin, our biggest rival, uh, at the time. And, um, and just having a great time. Uh, again, another memory, the Radisson, I don't know if I should say this, but um, <laughs> after we, we won, uh, you know, the team and family and friends all went to, to Grandma's. We had a great time, took the team back to the Radisson where we were staying, the round one in, yeah. up in Duluth, and there was no place for our players just to hang out. So, you know, we went into the basement. There was a conference room. I just opened the conference room and didn't think anything of it. I said, you guys hang out here. JJ, uh, my assistant at the time, he and I grabbed our pillows and we just kind of laid by the door making sure nobody uh nobody left uh, the hotel <laughs> well about three in the morning um there were a few parents that uh that had come and they were in this conference room with our players so three in the morning i said hey you guys got this yep everything's good went up to our rooms uh i was woken up at about 8 a.m for my uh director <laughs> of, of ops you got to get down here like what's wrong he's like just get down here so manager of the hotel was not happy there was a little bit of uh, a little bit of damage and tomfoolery some, yeah and i guess they had it set up for uh, a uh, uh meeting the next morning oh my God. And so people showed up and you know the tablecloths were off the tables i mean it wasn't too too bad but there was an american flag and a canadian flag missing and so i go out to our bus everybody's on the bus we're waiting to go back and I'm like, everybody off the bus, let's go. Uh, all this damage down here, we're going to clean this place up. And whoever has the Canadian and American flags, you can bring those two and see a couple kids, like, pulling them out of their jackets. <laughs> Anyways, we're not allowed to stay at the uh, – we're not allowed to stay. At the yeah, well, you went out with a bang, that's so, for sure. Yeah, well, but, yeah. uh, but, no, we had a – had a good time and there wasn't as much damage as maybe they they thought but i think they were a little upset because the uh, they said i broke into the conference room they had it all set up for the meeting i just opened the door and i didn't know where else to try our to kids actually. weren't going to be going to sleep you know mm -hmm. so i just do the right thing sure, for yeah, everybody exactly right? let's keep everybody in a contained area and they took you took tablecloths off the tables. I mean, come on, how yeah. how bad was it? In the it was basement just, of the Radisson. Yeah, it's nothing. It might Jeez. have been slightly worse than that, but uh, <laughs> no, but it was all right. Statue limitations are over. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But yeah, so I mean, you've had some amazing years, right? That one. I mean, you've had sixty-two straight wins. Yeah, that's incredible. Sixty-two wins in a row. I remember that? Yep. And then yeah, you know, obviously you go forty-one and zero in a season. That's it, the, it. Was nuts. I mean. So I can't, I don't remember the exact stats, but I think we had won like 10 of our last games leading up to that national championship in 2012. Then the next year we go 41 and 0. So now we're at, you know, 52 games in a row and then started the, the next year. So this went over th three years, but, and I think we were 10 and 0 or 11 and 0 or something and it ended at, ended at 62. But it was, what was really cool about that was, 
just the coverage we were getting. You know, I hate to say we finally got some coverage when mm-hmm. we went 41 and 0 or mm-hmm. 162 in a row. Like there should have been more coverage, and there should always be more coverage for for women's athletics. But um, it was pretty neat to to be getting all that all that coverage for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're up there with Gino from uh, UConn, right? I guess. And yeah, I think gotta... Penn State volleyball had won like over 100 matches in a row or something. It has to too. still be a record, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. nobody's ever gone 41 and oh, actually. The Vikings went 41 and all that one. Yeah, year. they did. Donut, 41 Dona, I think they called that one, right? <laughs> one of the actually really interesting things, again, we were back at UNH in 2016 when we won our last, uh, uh, our last national championship. Uh, but we were playing uh, Boston College in the championship game, and they were forty and zero. Oh wow! And uh, and we ended up beating them. Thankfully, oh, yeah. like, this is our record. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, I mean, obviously, winning the national championship was a big deal. But our players were going in like we're not we're not giving that up. Be uh, be forty one and zero. But can you imagine being forty and one and uh, not win the national oh, championship? I mean, brutal. That that was. The year of uh, 2013, when we won, uh, people don't remember, but the Frozen Four was at Ritter. It was already sold out like a month before you even knew who the teams were um, going to be in the Frozen Four. And so we had to play uh, North Dakota for the sixth time in the quarterfinals of the uh, uh, of the NCAA tournament. So we had to win that game to get just to get to the Frozen Four, and everybody just assumed that we were going to do it, but... People say it's hard to beat a team three times. Imagine six times. <laughs> they had the Lamaroos on their team. They oh had five gosh. or six European Olympians. I mean, they were really, really good. They weren't the eighth best team in the country. They were much better than that, but the NCAA wanted to save money, so they put you sent both them. in the same. Yep, yeah. put them on a bus and sent them to us. Anyways, we won in triple overtime. Oh, it was. Uh, we started. We were like, I don't know, in the second period. The men's game started over on the other side at Mariucci, and their game was done and. A bunch of those fans came over because they heard we were still playing. But that was just to get to wow. the Frozen Four. And wow. then uh, first game in the in the Frozen Four, we beat Boston College in New overtime Hampshire. as yeah. well. Oh, wow. um, and then uh, we're fortunate to beat uh, uh, to beat BU in the in the championship. And happy 13, about that so, one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you've had an unbelievable career, and I mean, right now you guys are from third in the pairwise. That's after losing, I mean, Taylor Heisey, right? Yeah. I mean, that's an un. I mean, that's what she's done with girls hockey. I mean, she's got to be, you know, back in the day, you know, you have Chrissy Wendell and Darwitz, and you know that group, and and uh, then you get to Taylor, and she's re- she's putting a new you know polishing it up yeah she's incredible she's an awesome player awesome person you know we uh we lost 11 players from last year's team to graduation and i uh, we're talking elite elite players heisey being you know one of those grace zumwinkle uh you know gracie ostertag emily odin Barine, skaya i mean kids that we lost about 70 percent of our scoring from last year's team so our team is significantly uh less experienced i'd say we're not super young but just players are in different positions than Mm -hmm. they've never been in before Mm -hmm. you know some are on the power play some are on the penalty kill some are in our top six top nine whatever it is so we've been really excited about uh about the growth of our group and and how we've gone our two losses were to to ohio state who's a tremendous tremendous team we lost four three in overtime and six five uh in the second game so we actually left 
Columbus encouraged, uh, you know, because I didn't know what, what mm-hmm. our team was, was going to be like when we went in there. So, um, yeah, we're making good strides, but, uh, yeah, we, we've lost some pretty dynamic players, Heisey being being uh, probably the most significant and now doing such a great job with the national team and the Minnesota PWHL team. Right. Yeah, you know, and, and obviously your, your facilities and your program and you as a coach and the, how you coach these girls, it's – I mean, it's. I wouldn't say it's easy to recruit, because you, but you built such an unbelievable program that it is. It has to be the cream of the crop for the most part, right? I mean, you get most of the top talent out of Minnesota for sure every single year. I mean, yep, yeah. I mean, people say, "Oh, you just get to select your players. You don't have to recruit them," and and it's not necessarily true. Um, you know the. Uh, there are, I don't know, 20 to 30 girls out of Minnesota every year that are going D1, right? And so uh, you're from a very early age, you're watching them, or when I say early age, I'm talking high school, but you're watching them who's going to, first, who's going to be good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you're having to make these decisions. Just a few years ago, you were making those decisions when they were in eighth and ninth grade. Um, you know, kids were verbally committing, which, thank goodness, the rules have changed. So now it's after sophomore year. Uh, so you have a little more time, but still, like your junior and senior years, there's a lot of growth that can take place too, right? So we're trying to recruit who we feel are the are the best ones and going to be the best fit, but that doesn't guarantee that by the time they get to your school that they're going to be one of the best players in the state or not. Uh-huh. Well, absolutely. Um, and so it's difficult, but obviously we want to keep the best players um, in the state here at the University of Minnesota. We always want young girls to grow up. That's why we have so many young girls coming to our games. We want them to be gophers one day. Um, you know, but recruiting's getting harder and harder and, and uh, uh, you know, whenever you're talking to, to top kids around the country, hey, where are you looking? Well, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Ohio State, you know. Right. Um, so we're battling with those other two Big Ten teams, which are tremendous programs as well, and similar academically school academic schools, similar hockey programs, similar facilities, at least us in Wisconsin. So, um, but yeah, we want, we want to keep the best ones in town, but we also have uh, four Europeans on our team now, and we've started to, uh, um, to recruit more Europeans and we don't have any Canadians on our team, but we just signed a couple, uh, Canadian kids to, to come for next year. So you don't have any Burlingtonians? Uh, no, no, we don't. We will have an <laughs> Oshawa in <laughs> I don't know. She's Oshawania? from Oshawa. What do you call that? Oshawonia. Like one from Oshawa, uh, Ontario. One from uh, Kelowna, BC. Coming next year. Okay. Well, that's so. good. I mean, yeah, keep it going for sure. But uh, it's it's hard, you know, right? And like you said, let's. You talked about when Brad and I met, right? So one year, Brad and I and our our friend Tony were coaching our boys team. And so uh, I guess Matt coaching in Cottage Grove. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Our boys played together base, baseball. They played together yep. one year too. Yep. And uh, <laughs> it was so crazy because they're playing a game against Johnson Como, right? Yeah. And that was always going to be a tough one because, you know, they're just grinders and for sure. And I you hate Johnson because you're hard <laughs> to get. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> growing up, they weren't my friends for sure. Uh, they're our friends now. But it, uh, it, was a, it was a game at a um, Polar Arena and it was – just the game was going on. There was a kid on one team, on the other team, that was just monster. And this is squirt hockey, right? And all of a sudden, this kid cross-checked this little guy on our team, the other the head coach's uh, son, and he kept cross-checking him. 
but he was so big that the refs that were probably 15 years old, yeah, right? they weren't getting in there. No, they just stayed back. And I'm like, what are we doing? Brad, Tony, and I don't have skates on. How do we stop this, right? And you, I'm just like, I, so I told my son, I'm like, Connor, go get him, right? <laughs> he opened, the, he was running the door for the D, opens the door, Connor, go get him. <laughs> And Connor, I mean, he took his fair share of penalties. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? And yeah. he was definitely our our tough guy in squirts. Uh-huh. Yep. He went out there just. I'll, did he drop his stick? I, or he dropped like, his stick and he kind of squared up like he wanted to, like, let's go. Yeah, and that yeah. big guy just cross checked him right in the <laughs> right, face. He went he just flying. right in the head. Cross checked. So when him. that happened, all the boys were just like, whoa, like Connor's <laughs> getting beat up too. <laughs> and Tony, so our our head coach. His son Garrett was the one that was getting cross-checked, yeah. so he's hacking the goalie, and the guy just cross-checks Garrett. And Garrett gets up, and you know, like in squirts, is he's defending himself, so he like slashes the guy in the skates, and he cross-checks him again. And and Tony's going ballistic, right? He starts to hop over the boards to go settle this down. I just grabbed him. I said, "No, <laughs> don't. don't go out there." <laughs> he's still to this day. He's like. I'm forever in your debt because I would have been in jail that night. <laughs> You're lost. Yeah, it was oh, yeah, absolutely insane. But the kids were crying after yeah. the game. They were so scared. They didn't know what was going on. Yeah. It was. Uh... Connor comes over to me and he goes, Dad, I didn't know what to do. And I go, hey, here's a lesson. You go into a stick fight, you don't drop your stick. <laughs> no, right. His kid's 12 and I'm telling him this. I'm like, yeah. oh, Father man. of the year, there's no doubt. Oh, that was uh, that was a fun year though, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, those kids, uh, they had never seen anything like that before. No, so. right? It was uh, it was a fun year. They did, <laughs> they did well. It was it was great for sure. But should we take a break and do a couple sponsors? You should. All right, I'll do the first one. This is about Chill Boys and Brad. I don't know when you're in like the heat of the moment. You're in a lot of pressure situations. Uh, Chill Boys makes bamboo boxer briefs out of bamboo fabric. Uh, boxers and um, do they sand that bamboo down? They do. It's very comfortable. I wear them. They're cool. And for some reason, it's like the coolest fabric around. You just open that bag that they come in and it's like you're opening a like a window on your school bus in January. It feels nice and cool and it keeps everything cool downstairs for when you're in those high pressure situations. Um, And you can check them out for yourself. They make life changing underwear. Just go to chillboys.com and check them out. Uh, Pick up a pair for for yourself. Do I get a pair of those for being on the show? Yeah, we got a pair back there. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got a smedium or something. So when when things get heated, we we were watching the game, and he's about to let let somebody have it. You watch, he'll be like, "Oh, I'm, I'm cool. I'm." It's chill like out. opening a school bus window. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Bob, you want to talk about Duke Cannon? Yeah, Duke Cannon. It's Duke Cannon. It's hockey season. Don't trust your mutton chops, your mustache, or just any brand. Hardworking grooming products for hardworking guys, and their products will help you keep your facial hair in championship form. Stock up at DukeCannon.com and use code BEARD10 for 10% off your next order. Duke Cannon is a Minnesota company. A portion of the proceeds of Duke Cannon sales benefit the U.S. military veterans. Work harder, smell better at Duke Cannon. We got some Duke Cannon for you, too. I'll get you some I was going to say, yeah. yeah, I got the No Shave November going on yeah. here, so I could use <laughs> a little bit of get that. Get you some beard, some beard oil, get you some, uh, some uh, serious flow. Bobby's got some serious flow. Uh, and then we're going to do one more uh, promo here because today, I don't know what day this you're going to be listening to this, but there was an, a drop. Unreal UNRL is making these fine-looking sweatshirts for Those are cool. the Minnesota Wild 
for the Minnesota Vikings, and they're doing this thing where they're doing these drops where you follow them on social media, and they'll let you know when these things are for sale, and they go quickly. So they let us have a couple pairs here. Where that box go, Bobby? They come in these sweet boxes. They're just like really premium. They come all packaged up. They give you a, a card so that you know it's authentic. It's this authentic hometown collection. Um, this is the first drop for the Minnesota Wild. There's going to be two more. And I'll tell you what, they are living up to their um, reputation of making the coolest clothes around. You know, uh, we talk about Nike kind of has brought sports to Oregon. These guys are bringing the sports apparel to Minnesota, and you'll see it all around with these crossover hoodies. I mean, look at this. Where's this patch that we got on our Pretty side? Pretty dang Bobby? nice, yeah. yeah. And Absolutely. Then, uh, inside the sweatshirts, they state say of hockey. state of hockey. Is that on the yeah. front of the Is that right? I think it's on the cool. back, yeah. Yep. I've got my Unreal joggers on right now. I noticed Their joggers that. are... Uh, Top notch as well. They've done a great job. I mean, it's com- hard to compete, I'm guessing, with all the big boys, right? But, the, man, they are cornering the market up here for sure. Absolutely. So keep track of Unreal, or you can just go to unrl.co and uh, keep track of them there. Um, you can even put in a promo code of PullTab15, and you get 15% off your next order, which won't be for these because these things are premium. They're, this one's sold out already, so you uh, gotta be you got to be quick. you got to be quick ordering them. Um, I almost got mugged on the way, and somebody wanted this thing so bad. <laughs> All right, now let's do, uh, Brad, another thing we do on the show here is uh, Bobby's Bar Review, because if you know Bobby from College Grove, you know that this guy likes a good bar. So I do know that. Bobby is going to do a bar review this week, and uh, tell us about your favorite bar uh, of the week, Bobby. Well, we are going to go to uh, the Third Street Post down here in Stillwater. I've never been there. I don't know what it's like. It is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's very simple, but it's got everything you need. Okay. Tell us about third street post. What's it, what's in this joint? What's it like? It's just a, it's a, the, like I said, pretty simple bar. They just added some food there. It's what's a hill, hilltop hill, kitchen, hill, top cafe kitchen, hilltop yeah. cafe. Mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it does have, hillside. you know, hillside. hillside. All right, oh, hillside. they were like, I guess we need to like have one That's less. why we while need we're a there. good producer. Hillside. <laughs> hillside cafe. And they got good food. Yeah. Yep. So it's. It's bonus from when uh, you know we used to go there before that came there, but uh, it's it's good. Great bartenders, great service. They have everything you need. I would say the bartenders at the Post are the best bartenders in the city, and, and, or, if not the whole state. Like they know when you're ready for a new one. They got they got your back. They can make every, everything from a, a, a Tito soda with two lemons, right, Sal? To uh, a martini if you want one, or a Cosmo like Bobby drinks. Uh, they they've got it down. I agree. That's so good. Uh, um, is it a like a date night place for you and the wife? I would not say that. No, <laughs> it's not. A it's date more night of a place. guys guys. It's place. a guys guys. You have to drag them along if they, you know for once in a while they come with. But, but it it's is a, a guys guys place. It turns into okay. So Bobby, uh, does it have golden tea? It does have golden tea. Does it have pull tabs? It does have pull tabs. Uh, does it have um, what's the touch last? Tunes. Touch tunes. It has touch tunes. That's the trifecta. It's got the trifecta. So we're getting bonus points for the pull t- for uh for the post. Uh, drinks out of ten. Nine three. Atmosphere. Atmosphere solid, but you know they can't bring the wife, so I'm gonna have to say an eight nine. Okay. All right. How about service? Service is solid. I'll say a nine. Yep. And then I'm going higher. You got to go higher on the service. All right. Um, nine two. Yep. And then food. Food is. Uh, I'd give it an eight seven. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tabulate those up in your mind for you. 
I'd say it might be the all-time top one, 9-4. Oh, let's go. <laughs> all right, hit the post up, everybody. That's Bobby's Bar Review. Um, what else we got here we want to talk about with Mr. Frost? Um, you ever get into it with uh, with the refs? You ever, like, uh, what's been, you're a pretty calm and and, and uh, cool uh, like kind of like chill boys uh, character. Have you ever uh, you ever <laughs> had one of those moments? Them. Yeah, yeah, right. You ever had one of those moments when you're like, I can't handle it anymore. My cousin's a ref, Kabakaza. I don't know if you know. Oh Kevin yeah, Kabakaza. Yeah, uh, and Joey. Is he still, so is he yep. still doing uh, WCHA. Yep. Do you know? Is yep. Uh, so um, yeah, Kevin, you ever ever uh, lose Kevin it? Takes ever... me off every once in a while. Uh huh. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, lose it is maybe a little strong, but uh, um, yeah. I, I, your your team takes on your personality, right? So if you're freaking out on the referees, they're tending to to freak out a little bit too. And and so um, I prefer to have some civil conversations with them and um, versus yelling. But certainly the yelling uh, back and forth goes a little bit. But um, yeah, it, it's I mean every ref is doing their best, just like I'm doing my best to coach my team. They're doing their best to to call the game the, the right way. I really respect, and we had a couple of them this weekend. Um, I really respect refs that they will make a call. I will argue with them. They come back the next day. Hey, I watched this film. You were right on that one. I missed it. Right. You heard and, it here first. Brad Frost is always right on the call. Always so they always right. come back yeah, to you yeah. and say you were right. I was um, wrong. They don't always come back to say that, but <laughs> but they did. Right. Okay. And, and that's. I, I just think that's important. Like I, I want refs that are. At our level, they're going to be really professional. They're going to call the game the way that they see it. Um, and then they're going to watch watch the game back and say, hey, I missed this one. I, you know, I know you thought I missed that one, but I thought I got it right. You know, and you just have a little conversation about it. So, um, no, overall, it's uh, – it's it's pretty good. They're yeah, out there should, doing their best. and show them respect. Um, they give you that yeah, respect back. And, and I, I just think uh, – just like players don't like to be getting yelled at all the time, refs are the same way. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just not sure yelling at referees helps mm-hmm. helps you get calls. Yeah, you know, right. if anything, it might piss them off more. And you got to yeah. be strategic you know, on when you when you bark out. and when you don't bark. For sure. Right? Yeah. What about uh, other coaches? Did you see something recently? I I heard a story. <laughs> He's just like <laughs> I heard a story. <laughs> that was I mean that's never happened before. But uh, Brian Adolski and I had a little yelling match. Uh, uh, a month or two ago, I can't remember. St. Cloud was in town playing, and and uh, we both got down from our benches, and you know the little box, photographer box, in between uh, the two <laughs> benches, and we were just pointing and yelling at each other. The game was on the Big Ten Network, and uh, you know I'm like afterwards, I'm like, there's no way that TV would have picked that up. And I checked my phone, and of course, it's just blowing up after the game. My son, <laughs> one of my sons who's in Arizona at college, goes, uh, We need uh, in our family group chat, we need to have a FaceTime with dad to talk about his behavior tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh, Okay, apparently that was. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, but all in all, I mean, we yelled and screamed at each other for about 30 seconds, went back, and at the end of the period, Hey, you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, let's go. Right. You know, let's yeah. go, coach. He's more like you, like in the sense of, uh, you know, he was a tough guy in, in high he school and college. And yeah, but like I I was not like that. So it was really good that we had the box in between. But if he would have started climbing over, I would have been out of there. You were going to Patrick Roth? <laughs> no. Uh, no. No. I was, uh, I was acting like a tough guy there for 30 seconds knowing like, the box was in between us. Gotta, you got to do that at some point. I mean, just to keep them away. 
Yeah, no, I, you know, for me, it was just, I was protecting my players and he was protecting his players. And yeah. So that was, uh, it was good. great. I did get that, I uh, got that, uh, information today by somebody you know well <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure yeah it was uh oh, that's hilarious you know but it, it what's again what's uh you, you never want to have one of those and it's not that big a deal but you know your players see how much passion you have for them and how you want to have their backs and you know they'll play harder for you when they right it's not like you do that i mean if you did that every day you're gonna, <laughs> exactly. they're gonna lose them right yeah yeah if you it's kind of like it, yelling at them all absolutely the time, right? you, yeah you can't do it yeah you're not gonna so. get anywhere with it no, it was uh, it was fun. It was interesting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> tell me about the. Uh, I'm gonna. I got a bone to pick, and you'll probably be really nice about this. But tell me about like the East Coast bias versus like the rest of the country and where real hockey is played, which is Minnesota and, yeah. and the and the West Side over here. Like, man, I cannot handle watching like NCAA tournament with all these East Coast, uh, you know, analysts and yeah. and announcers and. Grass, which you know has done good things for college hockey, but man, if they don't side with the BUs and the BCs <laughs> and the New Hampshire's, where Bobby's daughter's going to go, and I'll be rooting for it. But you know, I feel like I feel like there's a little bit of a bias there. What do you feel like as well, a head coach? Well, I'm sure you know we feel like there's a bias, and they probably feel like there's a bias out there. You know, when it comes to women's hockey, the WCHA is the premier league in the country. Yeah, it is. You know, there's and now. If Bobby, when uh, Addie was on visit, she probably heard that, you know, the ECAC is the best conference in hockey. Well, we go back to uh, 2000 when the uh, NCAA started women's hockey, right? And so we're at, what, 23 years of NCAA women's hockey and the WCHA between us, Ohio State. Ohio State's only won one, but us, Wisconsin, Duluth, and Ohio State, you know, we've won uh, 20 of the 23. (laughs) <laughs> national championships right so um it's uh it's really hard to say that that you know those teams are the best teams generally the best majority of the best players are, are coming to play in the wcha um there's still a lot of good really good players out there out east but mm-hmm. uh but the wcha is loaded with with some really really talented yeah, players there you go i heard it here first folks heard Bob, it here don't tell your daughter <laughs> she's gonna have a, like a chip on her shoulder she, big she's time. already got a chip on her <laughs> yeah. shoulder what are we talking about oh you know i know that is <laughs> i know yeah they get it from their mom both yeah, of them, right. right maybe their athleticism yeah, yeah. no oh, doubt uh the other thing we do on this uh podcast is we have a uh thing which uh, bobby coined is his kind of mode in life is like don't be a dick just be a good person don't be a dick so we have a don't be a dick of the week. So speaking of people that have chips on their shoulders and um, are the dicks of the week are, especially this time of year is, Bobby, go for it. It's parents during tryouts. <laughs> they lose their minds. They, and they just Absolutely. I mean, they have it figured out supposedly before it even happens, right? Just ask them. Yeah, just ask them. <laughs> and when things don't go the way they thought, oh my God. But everything that transpires around it, right? I mean, it's before, like weeks, months, whatever before, even when the season ends, the the previous year they just turn into just crazies it's uh yeah i don't know it's it's kind of insane well, for sure calling up of the program and i'm we're quitting and we're leaving if my kids are on this team and we're out of here and you're ruining the, this kid's life and i was judging one time this is when coach or when parents could be in the building and some guy came out. i was 
I was judging girls tryouts and oh, some no. guy came up to me and let me have it. And I was like, what? He's yeah. like, you're ruining, you're ruining this association. I was like, yeah. I'm just volunteering. Oh yeah. I'm volunteering my time <laughs> yeah. and my expertise to help pick the best team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Parents, unfortunately, man, they just ruin it for, for the kids a lot of time. And, you um, know, we've always said, uh, you know, we'll know if the kids are any good when they're 16 years old, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what their trajectory is going to be. Mm-hmm. But at eight, nine, 10 years old, these parents are losing their minds, you know, about uh, not making the A team or ice time, whatever. And, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, come on, really? I, I remember, and this is just, you know, Brad Frost uh, dad moment uh, for people, but our son Jonah, he's our middle boy. Uh, he's a sophomore in college now, but. He, um, he was on the AAA baseball team when he was 10 and 11 years old. And as parents, we were super excited about it. You know, this is, this is awesome. We got along with all the other parents and, you know, but he was one of like the, he was like the 11th or 12th guy on, on the team. He was small, he was skinny, he was, you know, couldn't barely hit the ball out of the infield and he was always playing left field and right field. And, and then he got cut, um, going into 12s to the AA team. And I, I still remember he's like, yes, I'm on the double A team. And we're like, wait, what? You know, yeah. he's like, well, now I can hopefully pitch. I can catch. I can play shortstop. You know, I, I'll, I'm a little stronger. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be better hitting. And, man, that was like the best thing in the world for him. And I, I've just always – I've got a young, younger uh, coaching staff right now. They're in their 30s with young kids. And I'm like, I would always prefer to have my – kids playing at a lower level and being kind of in the top third uh-huh. than being the bottom third of a top level team, uh-huh. if that makes sense. It yeah. does. I say because, that all the time. And again, it, it's not about us as parents, right? Like we, we take it personally when our kid is cut from a team and it's not personal at all. But like the goal is to always get the kids into the level where they're going to be successful. Succeed. Right. Yes. And, uh, and Jonah, by the time he was 15 years old, um, the year before high school baseball, he was back on the AAA team, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's, I don't know. I would just always rather have my kid. And it, that was a lesson learned for me because, you know, I was always like, no, they got to be on the top team. And, right. But who's on. that for, right? Exactly. Is it for the parents? Yeah. Or is it so they can tell everybody in the Status. water cooler yep. at school? Exactly. Yeah. Status, 100%. Yeah. Kids are going to be more successful. They're going to have more fun. And when they're playing yep. at a level that they're, they're going to be good. Exactly. I mean, they're going to see the field or the ice or whatever it is. So why wouldn't you want your kid yep. to be happy yep. or miserable? If you're, if you're the, you know, the lowest player on the team or the, the less talented, you're, when you are on the ice, you're going to be chasing so yep. hard that yep. you're not even going to know what's going on. And the kids usually, when they're the bottom players on a top team, are, they're not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. No. You know, and as parents, you're not really enjoying it because they're – you know, well, now you start blaming everybody or, yeah, too, right? right? Yep, you got to justify something, but it's like you said, it's it's never personal. It's not about. So, Brad, uh, having my daughter go to your camp skating, you know, with all these amazing players, uh, you going to have these camps or anything else going forward? Yeah, we are. Um, you know, usually in June, kind of the last couple of weeks of uh, of June, MinnesotaGirlsHockeyCamps.com is is a website we've enjoyed having Addie and. Uh, many other girls, we have a, a 10 and under camp, a 12 and under camp, junior high camp and high school. So, 
uh, a lot of our players and coaches are involved, and, and a lot of these young girls love coming and skating at Ritter Arena and, and uh, skating with uh, a lot of our, our players, getting the autographs and things like that. So we'd love to have anybody who wants to come. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was a great time, and I know my daughter loved it, and seeing the facilities and skating with all those, you know, those girls, it was a great time. For sure. You know, we don't like this kid or anything like that, but as parents, just relax. And mm-hmm. Again, when your kid's 16 years old, you'll know if they're going to be any good. Right. You know? Right. It's good. Yeah. Wild. How about the wild? <laughs> nice that was fun. Trip, that was nice trip over to Sweden. Fun watching that, those Sweden games. Did, did you go over? I did not go over, okay. but I was just... Uh, we watched them at 10 a.m. at a bar. That yeah. was fun. Good. Yeah. <laughs> My Leafs got them. Yeah, they did. Which was pretty, I mean. The, to see that last goal. Was having pretty, Elander score the last yeah, one, that, that was, was pretty, pretty amazing. Icing on the cake yeah. for, for that trip his, for sure. His family in the stands, they cut to them. Yeah. Their reaction was no like, doubt. awesome. He's wow. on fire, too, he by is. the way. Yeah, yeah. and they didn't uh, didn't lock him down with the contract oh, last summer. It's and going up going to have no. to pay for it. Or They're going to lose somebody. He's going to go away. Yeah, but Wilder's struggling right now. Yeah, they are. But struggling. I think they sh- – they, I thought they were going to struggle last year, and they kind of overachieved. You know, they're going to have a couple down years, I feel like. So. Yeah. Well, they have to until that, that Parisian suitor contracts are up, right? Right. That special teams has to get significantly Oh, better. my God. Yeah, has there ever been a worse penalty kill? In the, their penalty kills at 66%, oh. something like that. Yeah, well, so, stay out of the box. Well, that, that <laughs> that's your best penalty box. kill, yeah, right? Stay out of the box, but uh, <laughs> yeah. they'll turn it around. They're, they they're will. good enough and good coaches. So. You know, it's, you know, Kaprizov, I'm telling you, after that injury last year, it was such a, like, a weird injury. I don't know, man. I, I hope he, I mean, he's such a, he's not smiling right now. You know, and when he's not having fun, he's not the same guy. So I, I feel like something's, something's off, but I hope he, Hope he turns it around. It was growing, right? Was that yeah, what, yeah, it was like super awkward, and he just like almost did the splits, but right. it was weird for sure. Yeah, you got to have your groins intact. To Maybe they to took it out all together, and he just has no strength. <laughs> no <laughs> groin. Yep, they just yeah. pulled out his groin. Be Yellowstone next week. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, those Timberwolves? You got anything in there? I got nothing. Yeah, I don't. Really follow those guys. They're nine and two or nine and three or something. I could, I could care less about, right about the Timberwolves. Just so <laughs> you know, too. our bit <laughs> is like, what about Timberwolves? Yeah, my nothing. associate head coach, Boom May, he's uh, he just sent something to our staff because he's like, anybody watch Timberwolves last night? I'm like, no, <laughs> like, no nobody boom. watches the Timberwolves. <laughs> right. And so he sent a graphic of the standings today. So that's why I knew that there was a fight uh, last week. Yeah, could have followed that. Uh, uh, sort of. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, if you right. call it a Carl oh, Anthony Towns kind of. Stood down. Yeah, Draymond Green yeah. choked. Yeah. Gave him the Something. choke out, right? Yeah. Like he gave him three taps, too. But yeah. Hey, what are you going to do? But <laughs> three taps. <laughs> anyway, hey, Brad, thanks for coming down. Uh, it's been it. fun, guys. Thanks. Yeah. It's been awesome. Good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. Uh, best Hopefully, of luck. you get the, the, the fifth national championship. Let's get a natty, baby. Great. Let's go. Go we for Nation. We'd like to bring Natty back for after, sure. After this year, I hope he takes second for four years in a row. But, yeah. Uh, to UNH. UNH. Or, yeah. yeah. There we go. But. I like how uh, John King, when he was leaving today, he, he's like, hey, this is Brad. Hey, see you, Brad. And he, at the end, he's just like, just dominate. Just, just win dominate. it all. Just, just do it. Just go and do it. Yeah. Just go. It all was the like, time. It was like he was trying to will you <laughs> to another national It's so funny because King went just to BC. It. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah but no, he I is a diehard golfer fan. Yeah he's, as, yeah. he's as big as a golfer fan as I am. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. But <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think he used to spin his head at, on the mid-ice. Allegedly. You were one of them? Allegedly. Allegedly. You can't talk no, about nobody it. Nobody can talk about it. Yeah. We go to a national tournament, and there's this one guy on our bus that we've never seen before. <laughs> yes. We're like, oh, I think I know who that might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's great. But no, thanks again. Appreciate it. And uh, happy Thanksgiving. Right on. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening. We can be heard on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and all other platforms where you get your podcasts. Please like, subscribe, and tell a friend about us. Last of all, just like I learned growing up on the east side, work hard. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Tell it like it is. Help your neighbors. Try to contribute in a positive way. Smile, laugh, and be a good person. And most of all, don't be a dick. We're out. Three long days from I don't know. It takes a little more than what you show. And that's yesterday. Yeah, yesterday.